Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker, and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Hey gorgeous souls and welcome back to another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes. I hope you are all doing really, really well and you have enjoyed the magic of Lionsgate portal over the last week or so and the sun has been shining for you, especially if you're here in the UK. I am sat recording this in my office, decided to look out the window today for this podcast. Don't know why, but I was like, it's sunny, it's actually the evening I was like, do you know what? Nature's really inspiring me right now. I got back from my Align retreat yesterday, my sold out retreat in Glastonbury, which was just beyond epic. Like I really can't describe to you how flipping amazing it was. If you're on the retreat, then you're going to know exactly what I'm on about. But for me, it was just such a deeply amazing day for so many reasons. Like there were so many like breakthrough shifts tears, joy, happiness, fun, and most importantly, alignment. And it was just such a wholesome day and really felt like family. And I feel like that's what I love about hosting events and retreats like this. And it reminds me of the manifestation membership as well of like how much it feels like family. And for me, that is the goal of like creating these beautiful communities that feel like family and feel like this deep devotional sisterhood where we just have the best time and you create lifelong friendships and we create those really deep connections. And I just feel like that was 100% what the Align Retreat was. And I'm so excited to do next year. So we had a beautiful day, amazing food. The lunch was incredible. The dinner was incredible. Um, We had lots of carbs at dinner. Um, We went to this beautiful Italian Gigi's in Glastonbury, 
We had a VIP after hour shopping experience, which we arranged with some of my favorite shops. And it was just incredible. We all got these beautiful crystals. Um, and we're actually, we all got sold the same crystal, which was quite funny. The lady in the shop was like, we were all into manifestation clearly. So she was like, you really need this crystal, which is basically like older than Moldavite and it's deeply transformational. Um, and it's like, it speeds up abundance. It speeds up everything. Um, but it's different to Moldavite because instead of like really deep inner work, it just really like amplifies abundance and manifestation to you in like really quick time. Like, so I was like, yes, sign us up to this. All of us were like, we're sold. Give us a piece of it. So we all bought it and it was, am I going to say this right? Libyan Gold Tectite, L-I-B-Y-A-N. And it's from ancient Egypt. So it's actually from a meteorite as well. Um, but it's older. It is older than Moldavite and it's a golden ray of abundance and manifestation of extraterrestrial origin. Um, it was the favorite stone of the Egyptian pharaohs and it's all about stepping into your power. So we were like, yes, we're so excited about this. So it wasn't the cheapest. It was very kind of, it was a bit cheaper than Moldavite, but a little bit on the pricier side. So we all went for a tumble stone. <laughs> we weren't quite ready to invest in the, the necklaces and the bracelets at that point. But I think it was so amazing that all of us got that crystal together because then it really kind of signified, okay, this is our aligned journey and actually how fun that we're going to work with this. And then one of the ladies, Fiona, messaged me today and said, um, she found this photo on Google, this information about how when you put Moldavite and this gold tectite together, that it like, it's like the flipping like kryptonite, like this supercharging crystal where it amplifies everything. And I was like, right girls, we're gonna do this. So if we all seriously manifest mind-blowing dreams soon, then maybe it was the retreat, maybe it was the crystal. I'm gonna say it was both, <laughs> but it was just such an amazing day. And I can't wait to do it all over again next year. We focused on Lionsgate a lot because obviously it was a couple of days before Lionsgate and it was just magical in so many ways. And I just feel so blessed and lucky to have facilitated that for all of us. Um, obviously my incredible team was supporting us on the day as well. And I just feel lucky to live so close to Glastonbury as well and have that beautiful energy in my work and be able to share that energy with all of you guys as well. So yeah, it was amazing. And I'm feeling so high vibe and just like grateful and just feeling, oh my God, all the energy codes that we uh, experienced yesterday. So we had all these like juicy rituals around the Chalicewell Gardens because that's where the retreat was. And we did these like sacred rituals that I channeled at each little part of the garden. Oh, it was just so good. I won't bang on about it, but it was so good. So today's podcast then, because I've spent like five minutes blabbing about Glastonbury and how awesome it is. But if you do get the chance to go to Glastonbury, do it. Do it for yourself. You will not regret it. Um, so today's podcast is actually one that I was going to record next time, because obviously it would be the week of my birthday. But I thought, no, do you know what? I want to record it today. So as I'm sat looking out the window, which I could probably use some sunglasses for, it's actually... I don't want to say it in case I jinx it, but it actually feels like summer today. The sun is shining, it's setting in the sky, nature, love it. Um, so I'm turning 30, if you haven't guessed by the title of the podcast. I'm turning 30 um, on the last week of August, which makes me a Virgo. A lot of people think I'm a Leo. I'm definitely a Virgo. I'm a Leo Venus, but definitely a Virgo. And I'm an August Virgo as well. Um, 
And I wanted to do a reflective podcast because a lot of you have asked what birthday rituals I do. So I was saving that question (laughs) up until this one, this episode, so I could share what manifestation birthday rituals I do, what I'm planning to do this year for my 30th, what I have done already. um, And kind of just yeah, like reflect on lessons from this year as well and things that have really shifted my manifestation game for me because I feel like this year has been interesting, but like deeply huge as well. (laughs) I feel like there's lots that can be unpacked there, which could be really helpful and useful um, in terms of practices and rituals and knowledge that you can obviously take into your everyday life and, and work with to supercharge your desires. And I feel like as I hit this kind of huge milestone in my life, Um, a new decade, a new season and a numerology. I'm in um, personal year cycle nine as well. So literally it feels wild that it's like literally the end of my nine year cycle and numerology of my personal year. It's also the end of my twenties. And also my, on my birthday this year, the super full blue moon in Pisces hits. So I'm like, wow, like not only is it like a super full moon, it's a super blue moon as well. So a blue moon means when there's two full moons in a month. So although you may hear the term once in a blue moon and think it's quite rare, it's actually very common to have a blue moon. So this is, I think the first blue moon of this year. I'm sure it is. I don't think we've had any others in 2023 yet, but um, yeah, we've had a series of powerful super full moons. So I'm like, whoa, like, what is this symbology of like turning 30, saying goodbye to my 20s, wrapping up nearly as we head towards the end of the year, this year nine ending cycle for me in numerology. And also that super full blue moon as well. Like I think it would be very interesting, but it definitely feels prominent already and definitely makes sense with the season of my life that I'm in because obviously I've had a couple months off now, well, a month, a month-ish off work and I've still got the rest of August to go and a little bit of the beginning of September and it feels strange because when I decided and committed to this time off I don't think I knew consciously how many endings and letting go there would be with that and again obviously I've like grieved and let go of my past house this year and the location my poundbury that I used to live in and now I'm in a totally different area totally different county around totally different people in a totally different house in a totally different situation. So it's funny, but not funny how many um, endings and new beginnings, just like the year nine cycle um, always does for us has actually happened this year already. And, you know, even in my work, it's absolutely happening there too. And I'm not worried about it. I feel really excited and empowered of like, yes, this is what my soul needs. And I think ironically, since we've moved into this house three months ago now, it's been like the strangest, but most magical time. And it's been hard at points, obviously from like a grief and letting go aspect and obviously a transition to living with somebody again and, you know, taking my relationship to the next steps, which has been exciting, but also like a mourning of that single life as well. Not that I like miss that or anything, but like, you know, it's that transition, isn't it? Of like a new season of your life. And obviously we've had some challenges here energetically. We had physical challenges here with the whole sale process. And on top of all of that, like this house has been like bringing up 
oh my gosh, all sorts of very interesting stuff from the past, but also in a work that I've had absolutely zero knowledge of before. And I'm talking specifically about childhood trauma and it's so bizarre, but as I speak to my wonderful therapist and we work through this, we work through the layers of my PTSD, you know, I say to him, it's so interesting that it only felt safe enough to come out in this house. And I'm learning so much about the subconscious and learning so much about how we can like fully suppress things and not know that things have happened to us in our life. And then at 29 years old, nearly 30, you're like, oh, oh, so that that was my childhood. I thought it was one way, but actually it was different. And I was talking to Grace about this when she stayed over after the retreat. And, um, you know, she was saying, oh, don't you remember with Gabby Bernstein, this happened, that she got to like 40 years old and then just out of nowhere as she was working with her therapist and counselor, she had these full blown memories of abuse in her childhood that she'd had zero recollection of before. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I remember reading this years ago. And it's just so strange that, I mean, it's reassuring for me to know that somebody else has gone through that and I can read their story and feel comfort with that. But also I guess it's like, how powerful are our minds, right? But I don't wanna make this podcast about that, but essentially like, it's just fascinating for me how this house has been that catalyst for so much healing already and trans- a huge transformation. And, you know, I said, as soon as I moved in here that this house was very feminine energy. It was not gonna be push masculine, like my old house of like huge pushing, huge working. Um, but I'm so glad it's not because I feel like actually the energy is so perfect and it's really teaching me things that I never knew I needed, if that makes sense, or that could really transform my work in huge ways. And it's interesting because as I was saying at the retreat yesterday, you know, I thought that this time off wouldn't slow things down, but like, you know, like it would just be a nice time off where actually it sped up a lot of things. Huge opportunities came in, huge up leveling in abundance, in work, in myself, all these beautiful opportunities and things. And I'm like, how funny that actually by this deep surrender and this deep kind of inwards time where I was worried that it was going to be all this inner work that I had no idea was coming up has actually been this really beautiful container for transformation and abundance too. So I was like, I feel like my time off has been really magical. And, you know, to even just share some of these teachings that are coming through in this time off in the retreat yesterday was really, really good because again, it's like cementing in and embodying all these kind of up levelings that have happened almost subtly, but you can, like, I can absolutely feel it. And even Josie, my good friend, And also my psychic, you know, she's like, you can tell like those energy codes are there, you are up leveling. And before, because I feel like this podcast is going to be a mashup of conversations at this point. um, Before we go into my birthday rituals, I pulled some cards for us today because manifesting rituals, my 44 card deck to help you manifest your dream life, my new affirmation deck comes out on the 17th of August. So it's not long, it's literally this week it's coming out, which is so, so exciting. So I've pulled two cards for us today because two came out and I thought both of them felt very um, 
like very spot on. So the first one is I nourish my body and feel well inside and out. And there's a picture of a lovely girl hugging herself on this card. So that I definitely feel like resonates with the Venus retrograde that we're in at the moment, because obviously Venus retrograde is all about self-image and body image. So yeah, I feel like that's the perfect affirmation for us during this time. And the second card that came out as well is a lady walking off into the sunset with a beautiful sunset and hills. And it says, I am stepping into my most abundant season yet. So hell yes, we are embodying that queen. Can I get a hell yes? So those are your cards and you can get the cards. They will be delivered from Thursday onwards. And if you pre-order before the 17th of August, you get my free 60 minute sacred manifesting rituals workshop, absolutely free. So this is a live workshop on the 17th. And of course, a replay of that will be sent out afterwards. If you're not able to join us live, it'll be at 7 p.m. BST and it'll be a live Zoom call. So you get that absolutely free as a thank you for manifest for manifesting, what am I saying? For ordering the deck, but you might be manifesting it. Um, So I would love for you to come and join me on the 17th for the Sacred Manifesting Rituals Workshop. And I really hope you're gonna enjoy this deck. It is so beautiful. And every queen at the retreat yesterday picked a card from the altar and got to take it home with them. And everyone was saying, you know, like how spot on the card was for them, how beautiful the artwork was. And it was really nice to share that with them before it launched officially on the 17th. So they are absolutely stunning, these cards. Emmy, the designer, the illustrator, has just done an incredible job. So go have a look at them there on my Instagram if you want to have a look at them on the Amazon listing. There's some beautiful photos as well. But I am so excited that my first published deck is coming out. Obviously, I have my Spiritual Queen Oracle cards, but they were self-published um, in 2019. Was it 2019? It was 2019. So it's nice to have like a really pro deck this time with like a proper box um, and have a designer do it. I mean, we had a designer last time, but, you know, work with the new energy, work with the new designer. Um, and again, they are affirmation cards, but you get a booklet inside, which is pretty much like a life guide, I like to call it. It's not just a, a booklet, it is a life guide. So in there, you get a channeled message with the affirmation card. You get a ritual to follow to embody the energy of the card and the affirmation. You get a journaling prompt and you also get a crystal recommendation to help you embody it even more. So it's not just another Oracle card deck. It's not just another affirmation card deck. It is a full embodiment process. It is a full experience, a full 360 manifestation experience that's not just gonna be like, repeat this affirmation till you're blue in the face. It's like, okay, what happens if it doesn't feel good to repeat an affirmation? What happens if you need that extra help to embody that affirmation? Maybe you're repeating affirmations at the moment and you're like, hmm, I'm not really feeling it and I'm not really experiencing a shift. I'm not really manifesting it. So this deck is literally phenomenal and one of a kind. There's nothing else out there like it affirmation deck wise. Um, and it's beautiful. The people in the deck is beautiful. The energy is beautiful. So I know you're just going to absolutely love it. And thank you to everybody who has pre-ordered it so far. I'm so grateful and I cannot wait to see you all and celebrate on the 17th with the workshop as well. So birthday rituals, let's get down to business. So what do I do on my birthday as a manifestation ritual? And I got asked this question a few months ago of what do I do on my birthday as a manifestation ritual? So I tend to do 
I think we kind of normally naturally maybe reflect on this anyway, but I feel like especially as I hit my 30th this year, it's maybe been more prominent for me, but I feel like I feel like everyone does this, but maybe they don't, but I'll share it anyway. But I feel like leading up to my birthday, I always feel quite reflective and I feel like quite, it almost feels a bit like new year or it's kind of like, well, it is a new year. It's a solar return, your trip around the sun, your kind of, you know, obviously for me, it's, I don't think it's quite signifying the end of my Saturn return, but I feel like it's kind of like, we're getting there. We're nearly out of it. Um, I think it's more 31 years old where you come fully out of your Saturn return. But I definitely feel reflective before my birthdays. And I feel like I reflect on what's happened since my last birthday. I reflect upon my ritual from the last year and what's kind of come true, what's come into fruition, what's happened, what's maybe not happened. And I guess it's quite an exciting period of reflection. And then I guess I think about what is it that I want to do for my birthday? Like, how can I celebrate myself in a really abundant way that feels good? And maybe that's with my friends some years and family. Maybe that's just with my partner. And a lot of the years I've actually gone to Glastonbury to celebrate the day and do some spiritual rituals and treat myself to some nice spiritual um, gifts from the shops and stuff. But this year I'm actually doing something different. I feel like I've been quite indecisive this year. I feel like because a lot's been going on, I've had a lot to focus on mentally, emotionally, and like physically with work that I feel like I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, I haven't even got time to think about that at the moment. So I'm not going to Glastonbury this year just because I've literally just done the retreat yesterday in Glastonbury and now it's on my doorstep. I'm literally there most weeks. So I don't feel like I necessarily need to do that. But if you wanted to do that, you absolutely could if Glastonbury is on your doorstep or accessible to you. But I think even if you can find a really sacred space to you, whether that's a little nature spot or maybe like a ritual that you really love, because Glastonbury has been my ritual for quite a few years. So I'm actually quite excited to try something new this year because I'm like, right, we're going into 30 with a different ritual. And that's not to say I won't ever do the Glastonbury ritual again, Um, but it's more about like embracing a new ritual because otherwise I get too set in my ways. And that's good, like routine is good. Um, But also like, I really wanna try something different this year. So I would say step one is like reflect on the last year, reflect on where you were, obviously this time last year at your birthday, just before you were turning the age you are now. So for me, I'm reflecting on um, where I was just before I turned 29 last August. And I'm thinking about, you know, what intentions did I have? what messages were coming through, where was I in my life, where was I in my healing journey, where was I like emotionally, physically, spiritually, and what visions and dreams did I have for my 29th year, and do I feel I've achieved those, do I feel like I haven't achieved something, do I feel happier than last year, do I feel like I've embodied my birthday wish as well with my candle. (laughs) So I always kind of have that reflection period. Then I think about, okay, what do I want to do for my birthday to really celebrate myself? And um, in the past, my parents especially have made comments about the way I celebrate myself. And Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And it did kind of suck to hear it, but I kind of know now that they don't always choose to celebrate themselves and they're of a different generation that maybe just don't get it and that's okay. And actually celebrating myself is a huge form of self-love and self-commitment and I deserve that 100%. So when I say celebrate myself, what does that mean? So I might organize a little party at mine for me and my friends. I've done that quite a few years. We've had like dress up parties, um, made some food, bought some food and just kind of like had a nice evening together, cut, you know, cut a cake together, have fun, listen to some music, you know, that kind of vibe. Other years, it's been just going to Glastonbury for the day and having a nice meal in the evening. Um, I tend to, we tend to go away on holiday after just because my birthday is always the last week before the kids go back to school. So the prices are like skyrocketing. So we tend to actually go away on holiday a couple of weeks afterwards. So I don't tend to be on holiday much on my birthday. And I quite like that because it's nice to see my friends and family on my birthday and like be around that energy. Um, not saying I wouldn't want to be abroad, but equally I'm quite happy with, I'm quite a home person. I was saying this yesterday, I freaking love being at home. So for me traveling like on my birthday, doesn't feel like a really celebrating myself exercise. Like I want to be rested. I want to feel good. I want to feel nourished. So food on my birthday is a big thing of like, what food is really going to be like, you're celebrating yourself, Emma. So I wanna give you permission to celebrate yourself on your birthday because if you're like me and someone's made a comment in your life, uh, the comment was so ridiculous. It was just like, oh yes, Emma always has to do something for her birthday. And I was like, yeah, duh, it's my birthday. <laughs> like, duh. Um, so I don't take it too seriously. I laugh at it now because I'm like, well, I must be doing something right then to remind them that they need to celebrate themselves too. And they deserve to celebrate themselves on their birthday. So I think it's really important that we give ourselves permission. And I'm always someone who doesn't necessarily rely on the people around me for that. Like, I'm quite happy to organize a little party or be like I want to do this today or I want to do that for my birthday so I think even just voicing our needs to our loved ones even if you don't want to plan it like just voicing of like actually 
doing X, Y, Z today, going to glass and redoing this is like the most loving thing that I wanna do for myself to truly celebrate myself. Another ritual that I do is I, I haven't done it every year, but in the last few years, I've definitely done it where I treat myself to something nice for my birthday. And that has looked like some nice expensive shoes or like a Gucci belt or, you know, like something like that. Um, I got some nice sandals once as well. So it really depends. It's not about the price for me. It's about what item is really going to signify like a celebration to me. And a lot of the time it's a celebration for self for getting through the inner work. And it's also like a work celebration as well of like, you know, celebrating the last year work-wise, celebrating the last year me-wise, like celebrating, you know, that I'm showing up, I'm doing the work, I'm like, you know, doing really well in life and, I deserve to treat myself too and like give a gift to myself. So I do give myself a gift um, and that is a non-negotiable for me, whether that is something a little bit more luxurious and a little bit more special for a birthday or maybe it's not, maybe it's like a nice cake or something. Like it really depends how I feel to be fair. Um, But this year I got some lovely trainers unexpectedly from Paris when we went back in July. So I wasn't expecting to, but I did not know this piece of information until I was there. But basically, because I think now we're like out of Europe, like Brexit and stuff, I'm I'm not sure if that's why, but I have a feeling it might be. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, because I really could be wrong with this. I have no idea. But basically, I think now because we're out like with Brexit and stuff, Basically, we can claim back the tax with goods bought from other countries. So I got like 12% back off the shoes that I bought from Louis Vuitton just because I bought them in Paris. And with the exchange rate as well, like my inner coupon queen, I was dying. I was like, I've just saved 300 pounds on trainers by literally buying them in Paris. So for me, I was like living my best life at that point. But no, I, I did fall in love with these trainers and I really did not expect to. I never really felt drawn to Louis Vuitton as a brand. I've always kind of loved Gucci um, and Chloe, but yeah, I've never really felt drawn to Louis Vuitton really. And we kind of went in because all the flagship stores were on the street by the Arc de Triomphe. And I was like, oh, I really want to try on these Dior shoes. Like I've seen them, everyone on Instagram has them. They look cute. They did not suit me at all. So we went into Louis Vuitton and I was like, oh, I love these trainers. They're really nice. And the most absolutely loveliest man came up, obviously he worked there, and he was like, do you want to try them on? And I was like, do you know what? I will try them on, you know, have my Carrie Bradshaw moment. I wasn't committed at this point. I wasn't emotionally invested at this point. I was like, do you know what? We'll get a nice glass of something. We'll be treated like queens. We'll try on these shoes and then we'll go. And I ended up buying them. (laughs) So I felt amazing in them. They were incredible. And by the time he was telling me about the the 12% tax refund and I'd worked out, I was like sold, absolutely sold. Um, And I'm so glad I bought them because they like, you know, I'm gonna really enjoy wearing them. I didn't really want a handbag or anything. I've got plenty of those, um, you know, of all sorts of values. To be honest, I'm really loving Zara handbags this year. They are on fire. If you want a great dupe handbag, go to Zara. You can thank me later. So there wasn't really a handbag that I felt drawn to or like I really, really wanted. And I only really buy handbags when they're investment pieces, to be fair. So I don't tend to buy trend stuff because 
trend designer stuff goes out very quickly and I'm like, no, we want classic, we want lifelong pieces that are also investment pieces. But again, I do not buy those frequently at all. This is literally like on my birthday, once a year, I treat myself to something. So that has been my gift this year for my 30th because I wanted something special, obviously, to mark this new season of my life, um, a new decade. But and heck, I just fell in love with them. They were gorgeous. I posted them on my Instagram because um, someone asked where the shoes were from in my photo shoot um, a couple of weeks back. And I was just like, you know what? These are beautiful. These are absolutely beautiful. So I feel very grateful and lucky that I was able to get those. And money saving couponing queen tip here. If you are going to travel abroad and you fancy treating yourself to something, buy abroad, literally <laughs> claim the 12% back. I never knew this was a thing. And obviously it's only happened since Brexit, I'm guessing. Um, so yeah, definitely there are some money to be saved there for sure for exactly the same item. Anyway, we're digressing here. So that's, I treat myself to something. I plan the day of what I want to do. I voice that to my partner, my loved ones, whoever's planning whatever. <laughs> um, and then I will obviously experience the day and I will obviously get a birthday cake nine times out of 10. And I will make a wish with my birthday candles because that was always our ritual as a child, right? Like make a wish, don't tell anyone. And although I think with manifestation, we still shouldn't shout from the rooftops all about manifestations. Obviously now we know that it is okay to share our visions and goals for people in the right sacred containers. Um, you know, sacred circles of your soul sisters and, you know, with the right people. Um, but yeah, I do make a wish with my birthday candles. So I do think that's still a ritual we should all do, absolutely. And enjoy that moment because the inner child is gonna love that as well, to have that birthday cake with the candles on, making their annual wish. And I think it's just a beautiful little ritual that I absolutely wanna continue for many years to come. So I definitely do that as well. And then I would say the only other thing that I do ritual wise is um, do a card spread. So Hannah normally does this for me when she comes down for my birthday, but I have done them for myself as well when she hasn't been here on the day. But I normally have a 12 card tarot spread for each month. So obviously like from August to August next year, obviously for your birthday. If you're like a June baby, you're gonna do June to June next year. So it will go like August, September, October, November, etc. And each tarot card will represent that month of the um, obviously themes and experiences and energy that is going to like influence that month. And it's weird because the years that we've done this, like we've done this for many years now, Hannah and I on my birthday, and it's all so fucking true. Like it's all so true. And like I take pictures of the spread so I can look back throughout the year and remember it. And I'm like, oh my God, remember when you like said that that was gonna be the energy of April. And like, I even remember now it's coming back to me, my spread from last year. And she was saying around like this time, I think you're gonna move and she got it spot on. We moved in May. She was gonna say, you know, she said, you're not moving until like May, June. And I was like, God, that's so late. Why would it be so late? Oh, little did we know why. So literally it's like funny looking back how beautiful those readings are and just so great for the year ahead, but also how flipping spot on they are as well. So yeah, we tend to do like a 12 card spread of like each month. And then I normally say as well, like let's pull a card for just like the theme of the year. So I kind of know what the overall theme is as well. So 
that's what I do. You could use oracle cards as well. You don't just have to use tarot cards for that. Uh, we were discussing on the retreat yesterday. Some people are like, oh my God, I don't like using tarot cards. They feel scary. And I was like, I was that person too. And I was like, when you pull the tower card quite a few times, you just kind of think, do you know what? What's the worst that could happen? So um, that was many years ago. I used to keep getting the tower card and I was like, put it back, choose another one, <laughs> which is a different topic on the podcast coming soon. I'm going to discuss that soon. But yeah, so that's my birthday ritual. That's what I tend to do. It's kind of like a ritual of celebration to myself, of honoring myself. And I always make sure there's like lots of rest and self-care in that ritual as well, because I feel like I'm quite busy most of the time, most of the year that on my birthday, I, I actually do want to slow down. I'm not someone who wants to like be up at the crack of dawn, exercising, getting out, doing loads of stuff, having loads of stuff planned, seeing loads of people. That's why I quite like doing a party like at my house in the evening with all my friends because then they're all in one place and it's like we just got the one party and then in the day I can chill or we used to go to Glastonbury and things. So this year I am doing something a little bit different. Um, Not 100% set on it yet. I just really want to go shopping this year. I don't know why. I just fancy going to our local city, getting some good food, which we haven't had in a while because there's no blooming wagamamas where we live. And I'm like, do you know what? That's not fair universe. So I think I want wagamamas. I don't know yet. <laughs> so I can't tell you really what I'm doing for my 30th. I'm, I am having a party that I do know. Um, so I will be seeing my friends and we will have a cake and there is a celebration ritual there and I'm sure I will do my 12 card spread as well, 100% and make my wish with the candles. I think energetically as well, I feel like birthdays can be quite flat energy sometimes because I feel like a lot of the time you can hype it up and then on the day you're like, oh, um, you can feel quite sublime and flat the energy. So for me, I do like to have a bit of an aura spray cleanse as well, just to like welcome in new energy as well. I think it's always quite good to do that, but I definitely kind of envision myself stepping into that new year and really leaving the last year behind. And as I wrap up this podcast with some reflections. I feel like this year especially has been definitely hugely transformational in terms of endings and new beginnings, in terms of house location like this time last year. I was still in my house in Poundbury, living by myself of Luna. I didn't have, or what did I have my manifesting rituals book deal at that point or deck deal? I think I was about to sign it. So I hadn't even signed the deck yet. It hadn't even been created at that point. That's how quick these decks come out. Like that, to be fair, it channeled really quickly. And I was like, thank God, because the deadlines were tight. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to channel this like my books, because my books are like 18 months of writing. I had like two months to do this deck. And actually, I think it's some of my best work. So I was like, thank you universe for showing up with the channeling and the inspiration with that. So I hadn't even signed this deck at this point. I hadn't even started work on it. Um, I feel like I was just in a total different energy, like in a really good space. But I feel like this year I've just really gone deeper, deeper with myself, deeper into this whole new season of my life in terms of turning 30, in terms of Saturn return, in terms of this year nine numerology. And I really feel like nature has called me back to it hugely in my work. Like I knew, and I, last year when we went to Glastonbury for my birthday, I sat in the chalice wells under the yew trees and said to my partner, like next year I'm gonna do a retreat in Glastonbury because I need to, like I know I need to. And 
we did it in the chalice wells ironically i didn't know it would be in the chalice wells but we literally did it in the spot where i said that pretty much near enough a year to the date so magical manifestation there so i knew that nature was really really calling me and i feel like it has in so many ways i've been doing some courses around nature and learning about the seasons more and learning about cycles more and that's been really really great and it's been good to soften into my feminine energy more I feel like that has been the theme of my 30s not that I'm 30 yet but like I feel that's gonna be the theme of like embracing more feminine energy in in all aspects but actually not necessarily reducing the masculine energy but just coming into that balance really more instead of being driven by the masculine energy within me kind of like all the time or more primarily. So nature has been so healing for me the last year. I feel so more connected to it and so more connected to the cycles of life, the cycles within me. And I think that's really helped with my healing journey as well as these kind of ebbs and flows have come up with the stuff I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the complete surprises. And this house has been that huge lesson as well. Um, and spiritually, oh my gosh, I feel like I've opened up to quite a lot with, especially with this house again, working with nature, working with the land elementals, nature elementals, um, and just deepening my knowledge as a whole. And I feel like if I could give anybody a takeaway from this year, it would be slowing down helps you to speed up hugely. And that actually by softening and allowing ourselves to soften that a little bit more, I joke, um, there's a trend at the moment on TikTok and Instagram about soft girl era. And I really feel ironically, I kind of am in that place where I'm allowing myself to soften more. And actually by doing that, life feels so much more abundant in so many ways. And actually it's really complementing the masculine energy of manifestation and opportunity and work because I'm more in that relaxed feminine energy. So I feel like I've flowed more this last year. I feel like, although it hasn't felt easy, I feel like it's quite a difficult year numerology wise. Um, I felt like this deep, deep up-leveling. And I think that probably happens anyway as you reach a new decade of your life, of course. Um, but I, I 100% feel it. Like I don't feel like the same person I was six months ago before we moved. I don't feel like the same person I was last year. Um, but I still obviously connect to all of that. It's just more up-leveled. It's just more softer, I guess. I would say softer, I think. And yeah, I just feel like, again, my work has taken huge up-levelings, huge growth. Oh my gosh, the growth in the business the last year has been incredible too. And I just feel like so more solid and stable with the business. And ironically, as a lot of things will be falling away in the business when I come back in September, like I've decided I'm like, yep, that's not the focus anymore. Like these are the three focuses and that's all it's going to be. It has felt scary. (laughs) It has felt scary. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've only known that thing for like nine, 10 years. I've only, like, I've known that thing for seven years of this business now, like, whoa. But I'm really excited because I know with letting go, it creates a space for huge up-leveling and growth and opportunity and a more abundance. So I'm really excited where the next decade and the next year will take me a hundred percent. And I feel like in a really grounded, stable place, which like (laughs) my three years ago self probably could have only dreamt of. So I feel like 
I'm living my 27 year old self's dream life. And that feels a little bit emotional actually. That feels really good because I know it's a testament to the hard work and I know it's a testament to the energy and the devotion that I give myself, my work, the people around me. And yeah, it just feels really beautiful. It feels like a really nice reflection of actually, do you know what? You've got it good girl. It's all good. And all those things that you dreamt of even three years ago or even seven years ago when you found the law of attraction, you're living that. (laughs) You are living it in so many ways. So I think that's why I choose to really give myself permission to celebrate myself because I know what it felt like to didn't to not celebrate myself. I know what it felt like to be at rock bottom, like, oh my gosh, real rock bottom to the point of suicidal thoughts, deep depression, anxiety for years and years and years. And to be able to be in this space of my life as I go into 30 and feel the lightest that I've ever felt energetically and trauma-wise is like, oh my gosh, like your inner child could only have dreamt of that. Like your younger self could only have dreamt of that. So for me, it's actually, I think more about the emotional achievements rather than like all the physical stuff's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I'm so grateful for it, but I feel like energetically is where I've seen the biggest shifts which have, of course, by the law of attraction, created the biggest shifts in the physical too, with work, with opportunities, with abundance, with my manifestations, with moving house this year. Because I got a lot of that felt stuck for quite a while. So it definitely feels more flowing, which is good. So it's been a really good year. It's been different in terms of huge transitions and changes. But I actually feel like really at peace with that, which is good. So I would just say to anybody, if you're in that kind of like trenches part of your life, like I was definitely at 27 and a couple years before, like in a few years, fingers crossed, you're gonna be able to look back and be like, I'm living my dream life that that version of myself or this version of myself right here, right now is only dreaming of. So it's absolutely available and possible to you. And I would say, you know, sit with those emotions, go within to those emotions. If they're coming up, honor them, give yourself love and compassion and celebrate yourself. As I was singing in the White Rabbit um, shop in Glastonbury yesterday where people were like, should I get this? I'm like, treat yourself. Treat yourself 2011. It's from Parks and Recreation, best show ever. And I always sing that when I'm like, treat yourself, treat yourself, treat yourself. So good. Um, So treat yourself this birthday. And do let me know what your rituals are as well. I would love to know what you do for your birthday, what you're planning to do for your birthday. And if you're an August baby as well, happy birthday, first of all. Um, and come back to this podcast, you know, when it is time for your birthday. So you can do this reflection, you can follow the ritual and welcome in your most abundant season yet. That was the card. We're stepping into our most abundant season yet. Yes, we are. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and you've got some great ideas of some birthday rituals that you can do and give yourself permission to celebrate yourself because our loved ones can celebrate us but you need to be able to celebrate yourself as well. So give yourself permission to celebrate yourself this next birthday and every day. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook that hit 10,000 members this week. Yes, it did. 
thank you guys. 10,000 incredible souls in there where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality. You can find the link for that below. And I hope you all have the most magical, abundant week, whatever you're up to. And I will see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 